nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. joining us. You're listening to SML that is Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Today is January 18th, 2022. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. and on Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. And you can find the move of God going all the way back to the book of Genesis. Mighty God, what a mighty God we serve. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. 
We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. You know, you, you don't start a race and just win it overnight. You know, I mean, there are sprints, but this is a marathon. The Bible said he that endures unto the end. You know, in order to have some endurance, you're going to have to believe. You're going to have to be faithful. You're going to have to be bold. You're going to have to know who you are. And you're going to have to abide by the rules. The Bible tells us in Acts, the second chapter, about the 40th verse, it says, And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untorn generation. Then they that gladly received the word were baptized, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. Now, the apostles' doctrine, another word for that is apostolic. The apostolic just means apostles' teaching. And so they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And they continue daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. On the first Sunday of the month is um, communion. And I want to remind you also to pick a fast day. I, I know I mentioned this and I'm going to keep mentioning it for those that are tuning in, those that may have heard this and, and forgot about it. But, you know, make a mental note, make write it down. Pick a day that you're going to fast. You're going to abstain from meat. You're going to abstain from a lot of things. <laughs> You know, and you're going to focus and consecrate on the Lord. Pick a day that you're going to be faithful to and stick with it. After Sunday morning worship, we have Sunday school. And on that first Sunday, we uh, do also do outreach uh, after the morning service, you know, to go out fishing. This is a year of Jubilee and we're walking in the spirit of excellence. You got to make up in your mind that you're going to walk in a different spirit and let that be the spirit of excellence. Rejoice in this year. Doesn't matter what else is going on. The kingdom of God is not governed by what's happening here. Mm -mm. Our prayer is, Lord, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And there are some exciting things that are in God's plan. And we're reading about the plan of God throughout the scriptures. And so we're going to jump right into the book of Daniel, beginning in uh, the seventh chapter. The, uh, this is going to be part two of Beastly Plan Revealed. And so we're going to start at the 15th verse there in the seventh chapter. And uh, my prayer is that you have had a, a prosperous day. And maybe you had a bad hair day. That's why I like to refer to those days that things don't seem to be going right bad hair day. You know, everybody is entitled and everyone is going to have a bad hair day. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're, if you like me with short hair, bald, sometime grow it out, sometime you don't, you know, or if it's, if it's crappy, nappy, you know, straight, I don't know, we didn't, but sometimes you have a bad hair day, you know, and, but I, I want you to know that trouble don't last always. We're in Daniel's to give you a little time to, to uh, get your device turned on or to, 
if you're using the paper, you know, uh, that you had time to turn there. The 15th verse says, I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body, and the vision of my head troubled me. Now, uh, if you was with us last week, we did part one, so you, you can go back and review the Beastly Plan and reveal part, uh, part one. And so we jump over into the 15th verse. Uh, and so I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit, in the midst of my body, in the visions of my head troubled me. Grieved in my spirit. My body was pretty messed up. You know, have you ever been grieved, so grieved and upset and, and dealing with something that was troubling your mind that you became nauseous, queasy, sickly, lost appetite, didn't have nothing on your stomach, but you felt all kind of wanting to come up. A headache began to pursue you and you know, it'd be, things were very disturbing, and I can only imagine how Daniel felt. He said, I was troubled because of what I had seen. The 16th verse says, and I came near unto them that stood by, and I asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made me know the interpretation of the things. Now, Daniel, in his dream, in the vision that he had, uh, he is identifying that there is a presence of another. He said, I asked one of them that stood by. So in the vision, Daniel was not alone. And, and, and who he was asking was not, I don't believe, was one of the beast. But whomever the messengers were, one of them responded to him. He asked for an understanding. Now, I used to hear people say, you know, don't question God. And I never, I have never agreed with that because how are you gonna get an answer if you don't ask the question? Now, some of our questions that we ask, we should not be. But then there are those questions that need to be asked in order to have an understanding. When Mary found out that she was pregnant, she asked, how could this be? Or, and she was given answer, the, the, the spirit of the Lord is going to come upon. And so, you know, uh, that was a legitimate question. Uh, but we like to ask the question, why did it happen? Usually we know why something has occurred. Most of the time we do. There are instances where things happen and we don't know. But uh, for the most part, uh, I'll say that we do know. We get surprised sometimes. We get caught off guard about situations. Uh, something happens. Now, an accident is something that's not purposely done. So sin, you know, people uh, say that uh, I... I, it was an accident, you know. No, you didn't accident. Your clothes didn't accidentally fall off you or anything like that. You, all of that was purposely done. But accidents occur, and they catch you off guard, and you know. And so there are a number of things. I'm not going to stay right there. But uh, Daniel asked for an understanding. All I'm saying is that when you talk to God, when you ask for an understanding about something. Let's make sure it's something that we really need to know. 
and not of something that we're just trying, you know, we're, we're caught up in emotion. And so we're being dramatic. Why, why me, Lord, why? Well, sometime the answer to that might be, why not you? Someone has to be the miracle. Someone has to be the example. Someone has to show that it's possible to endure hardness as a good soldier. Someone has to show that the healing uh, was done. Someone has to show that God is able. And so uh, Daniel asked for an understanding. It's important to get an understanding. Uh, matter of fact, the word of God tells us to get an understanding, Proverbs 7 and 4. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and with all thy getting, get an understanding. You want to understand it because there is a difference between the letter and the letter and the spirit of the letter. The Bible tells us that the letter killeth, but the spirit give life. And so there is, so you have to have an understanding in order to apply what God is saying, in order to apply, even as on your job, you need to have an understanding of what the guidelines are, what the handbook might be saying, and the laws of the land, you need to understand what is the intent behind it. When Jesus came and he dealt with the Pharisees, he dealt with the intent. They took it to, a, and the scribes and Herodians and Essenes, and they took it to a different level that he, that was not intended. And so he made sure that the intent, and that's what we call grace, he made sure that there was understanding about the grace of God and what God meant in his word. And so in all our, uh, our getting, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings which shall rise out of the earth. So he's getting some clarity here. Now, the four beasts represent four kings to come. They will reign on the earth. And so the first, uh, uh, the lion, the first, uh, the first one re is represented by a lion, which is the Babylonian empire, uh, Nebuchadnezzar. And Jeremiah, uh, the 49th chapter, about the 19th verse, uh, gives some insight to that uh, for us. Now, those that are following on, you know that you're, you're reading the book of Daniel, right? Yes, okay. And so, uh, and you're reading the book of Jeremiah as well, uh, because you're not gonna fully understand what's happening with Jeremiah, excuse me, with Daniel, without going into Jeremiah. Uh, that uh, 49th chapter in about the ninth verse said, behold, he shall come like a lion, from the swelling of Jordan against the inhabitant, habitations of the strong, but I will suddenly make him run away from her. And who is chosen, is a chosen man that I may appoint over her. For who is like me and who will appoint me the time? And who is the shepherd that will stand before me? And, and so the Lord is dealing with, uh, uh, this reference here is dealing with Nebuchadnezzar is dealing with Babylon uh, coming against the children of Israel. And so, uh, you know, the Lord raised up uh, Nebuchadnezzar and used him as an instrument uh, to chasten the children of Israel uh, for their idolatry and abominations and 
other things that they were doing because they wanted to be like the Joneses. They wanted to be like the Smiths. They wanted to be like uh, other people, the Washingtons. They wanted to be like those that, you know, instead of being like what God called them to be, his children, his people. The second is a bear. And uh, this is medial Persian uh, empire. And so the Medes had uh, partnered with the Persians who uh, appear to be blood, a bloodthirsty beast. Now, it's not sure on the three nations at this moment that group together, some think it's Persia, Grecia, and Egypt that makes up uh, the bear. However, we know for sure that what we're looking at is something that has occurred in history. And it can be proven by looking back at what uh, has happened with Israel up until our day. The third uh, beast is a leopard, the Greek empire, Alexander the Great. And after his death, his empire was divided into four parts, uh, four heads. Specifically, the four heads were uh, Cassiter, Elismus, and uh, Selex, and Ptolemy, who inherited Alexander's domain after his death. And so again, you look at the writings of Josephus, you look at the writing and they go into the history and you find that this is what makes the Bible so interesting is that it is transparent. It's transparent not only about the characteristics and activity of human beings, but it is also clear about in history and it can be proven. You know, we were having a discussion the other day about uh, the oldest religion, uh, you know, um, as far, and when I think of religion, I think of worshiping our Lord and Savior. And there was a statement uh, that I had heard many times that uh, Hinduism being the oldest religion, but how is something, when we talk about worship and structure, and uh, how can something that, that didn't exist be the oldest? You know, in the kingdom of God, there was always worship. There's always service unto the Lord. There's always his word that has pre-existed. Pre in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And so uh, worship and praise and adoration unto the Lord has always existed. And uh, in eternity and then into time. And so with Adam being and Eve being the first uh, here, and they acknowledge the Lord, that means that there was nothing else, no other people here to do. So listen, fourth is not described. The fourth beast is not described like the others, a, a bear, a leopard, a lion. Uh, but it is said that this fourth beast is dreadful and it is terrible. It is powerful. It is fierce. Now note the 10 horns and uh, that exists in the earlier vision of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar had a, a, a dream and whereupon he saw the feet and toes part of clay, potter's clay and part of iron. The kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it of strength of iron for as much as thou saw the iron mixed with the, the mire clay. 
and as the toes of the feet were part of the iron and part of the clay, so shall the kingdom be partly strong and partly broken. So we see here also that, um, that Daniel see again these 10 horns. So we can't ignore that there are 10 dominions that are going to exist. And, uh, and this terrible beast, this, uh, this beast is going to, in, in other words, there's this power and this power that is going to be displayed is going to be uh, unnerving. It's going to be um, an awesome thing that is not going to be positive, powerful, fierce, terrible, dreadful, scary, and what is to come. Now, even with all of this, the four beasts that we see and everything, there is no lasting, no lasting unity in the beastly plan. In God's plan, there will always be a unified outcome. In God's plan, there's always going to end with the unity of his people. Romans 8 and 28 says, and we know all things, and you're going to have to remember this, all things work together for good to them that love God. It, no matter your bad hair day will still work for you because you love the Lord. Mm -hmm. yeah, yep. You're going to have to wear your bad hair day as a style. Yeah. You, you've seen some hairstyles that look that you thought was, that someone walked out the house uh, and forgot to do something what they do, but it's really, that was the style. All things work together for the good of them that love God to them that are called according to his purpose. Now you love the Lord and you need to realize that you have been called according to his purpose. Daniel loved the Lord and Daniel realized that he had been called unto a particular purpose. And even in the midst of the captivity, in the midst of, the, uh, of, of those that, that went against him, those that got him cast into the lion's den, those that had the uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego cast into the fiery furnace, they didn't stop loving God and, 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 and knowing that they were called to his purpose. The Bible said, but the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever and ever. Now we have Daniel's vision have taken him from uh, throughout the history. Now, remember, we, if you've been following along in the book of Revelation, uh, John has a panoramic view of things that are occurring. Well, we also see here that uh, that that Daniel also have a view of things that are occurring uh, in that present moment that, uh, he is seeing he is seeing what is going to happen in the future as well. He sees the saints of the Most High. Now, this is not the first time that Daniel sees this. When Nebuchadnezzar had the dream, he saw that the Ancient of Days, that a rock was cut, cut out the mountain and it came down and it smoked the image and it spread it, it spread itself throughout the entire world. And so it and here it is that we see also the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and shall possess the kingdom forever and ever and ever. 
The Bible tells us that the meek shall inherit the earth. Now, you can watch as many movies, listen to what um, Steven Spielberg and everyone else have to say about, you know, and the different movies. They make some great um, fantasies and stuff. But the world is not going to be destroyed by a nuclear bomb. It's not going to be uh, brought up because the word of God didn't say that that was going to happen. The word of God speaks about him purifying the earth, him using fire to purge it. Uh-huh. And so, and then the kingdom is going to be possessed by the saints of God. Now, saint, it's short for sanctification. So everybody, whether you call yourself a Christian, whether you say I'm a believer, whether you say I'm a disciple, you must be sanctified. The Bible tells us that without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And so when I, holiness is a lifestyle, not words that we speak, not cliches, not not things that we've become a cut, but it is a, a lifestyle, is a commitment unto the Lord. And so this is the second time Daniel is told about the end game and how it belongs to God. Daniel 2, 44 through 45 says, in the last in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all of these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. For as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands and that it break in pieces the iron, the, the brass, the clay, the silver and the gold, the great God have made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter and the dream is certain. It is going to happen. Now, Nebuchadnezzar is gone. Ancient Babylonians, they're gone. The Chaldeans, they're all gone. But he said the interpretation thereof is sure. So we're still waiting and looking for the occurrence of the vision that has taken place. Many have come and many have gone. Many say, I'm, I'm holding on. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, but we know that that's not true. We see this occurring. All people live and they, they born and they born to leave. All of us. And so uh, Daniel sees this and he brings, as we read through the word of God and you start connecting the dots, it's all about the end game. It's all about what's going to occur in the future. And the reason has not occurred is that God is merciful. He is so gracious. Uh, people have time to repent. People have time to make a, a well-informed decision. And there we go. Uh, they have time to make a well-informed decision. Those that are not have time to make until there until that time is not there. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, the 19th verse, which was diverse from all others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of iron and his nails of brass, which devoured, break in pieces and stamp the residue with his feet. And with the ten horns that were in his in his head, and of the other which came up. Now there's ten horns that was in the, the beast's head, and of the other which came up. So there's something that, that will come up out of the ten. And before whom three fell. Now there's three that are going to fall, and then there's this one that is going to survive. Even of that horn that had eyes, listen to this, the horn has eyes and a mouth 
that speak very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellow. So he stood out. Now, Bible students, uh huh. You, you that are reading the word of God, you that have, have uh, let's say, been around for a little while, let's put it that way. You heard the word of God before and you know uh, that this is in reference to a person. You know this is in reference to someone that will rise up in the end, but they cannot rise up at this moment because the spirit of God has them under arrest. Now I'm going to, I'm using it in that uh, term. Uh, in other words, nothing can be done until the spirit of the Lord is out of here. And the spirit of the Lord is not out until the, the dead in Christ rise first. And then we, which are alive, are caught up in the air to, to meet the Lord. And, and at that time, the spirit, the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, whichever you want to refer, is now out of the earth. And so then that leaves the Antichrist. That leaves the spirit of Antichrist, which currently exists, to then do what? Speak great things and to appear more stout, bilingual. It's understood that the Antichrist is a bilingual individual and will make peace. Doesn't have to come and create a brand new peace treaty because there are multiple peace treaties that have been created throughout time with uh, going all the way back into the 1940s. There have been peace treaties all the way up and even up until the, the last one, uh, the, uh, the end of the year when Donald Trump was in office, there was a peace treaty even that was signed at that time. You don't have to come and create something new. You just need to put together all the pieces of the puzzle and show that it can work. That's all. Show that everything that's been done over the time, over history, uh, can be unified and work. It'll be a deception, but it can be done. Well, how do you know it'd be a deception? Because the word of God says that. And I beheld in the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Now, if you, again, you're following us in Revelation, the, the, the 12th chapter of Revelation, which we just went over recently, says, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head, a crown of 12 stars, the, the 12 apostles, uh, the woman representing the church, the crown, she had the crown of life. And, and so uh, the church has crown, church, and she bare child that cried and travailed in birth and pain to deliver. And there appeared another woman, another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and uh, seven crowns upon his head. Now, these crowns are not representing crowns of life. Uh, but, uh, and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and then cast them to the earth and the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron and her child was brought, was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness and there she had a place prepared of God that they should feed her three, there uh, a thousand two hundred and three score 
days. And there was war in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought his angels and prevailed not. So Lucifer is not the strongest. Uh -uh. The word of God is. You know, I, I heard uh, Jude say that when uh, Michael, the archangel, fought against uh, Lucifer, he didn't come and say, you've done this, and you did that. And you did and you cared and you acted out and, and look at look at what you didn't know. The Bible said he he just spoke these words, the Lord rebuke you. That's it. It's the word of God that we should stand upon. It's the word of God that we should depend upon. It's the word of God that you can use to wipe away tears. It's the word of God that you can use to find some joy in. Is the word of God that you can use to find some stability, to find some strength in a time of weakness. You can, it's the word of God that can bring and will bring about deliverance. And you've got to hold on. You've got to take the word of God and, and use it to crucify the flesh. You don't crucify the flesh with your own emotions, your own thought. It's through the word of God. Remember when Jesus was driven into the, he went into the wilderness and the enemy came. Uh, he said, it is written. And so you've got to hold on to what is written in the word of God. You got to hold on. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Now, until the ancient of days came, and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. And it says, and judgment was given. Now, I, I will jump over some verses to go back to them later. And we'll go back to them next week as we talk about that the, these, the beastly plans are going to fail. Every brute, every beast, everything that would exalt itself against God is going to fail. Every thought that you would have that would exalt itself against God it is your responsibility to bring it into subjection. Because if you don't, it's going to fail. It might seem like you got away with it for a moment. It might seem like it was a little bit of fun, you know, but the end result, like with Israel, the consequences of the behavior was uh, was painful. The things that they had to deal with was very uh unsettling it got to the point that they had even didn't know what to do themselves with their own lives the bible tells us that they had they had begun they had hung up their hearts they stopped singing the songs of praise you know uh, they stopped uh, their hope was shattered So when we do things that we should not be doing, it shatters our hope. So we have to be careful with what we do and how we act. The Bible goes on to say, and thus he said, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all the other kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the 10 horns out of the kingdom are the 10 kings that shall rise and shall arise after them and shall be diverse from the first and he shall subdue three kings, see? And he shall speak great words against the most high. 
and shall swear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws. So see, there is something, there is a chain of events that are uh, in preparation. There is a chain of events that are going to come that's going to make it, make today look like, man, I, you know, people sometimes look and say, man, I, I long for the good times. Well, the saints of God won't be here. And so the only ones that will be saying that is those that did not believe the word of God and act upon it. The Bible said and they shall be given into his hands until a time and time and dividing of time. So the Antichrist is going to reign for a certain period of time. And as you follow with us in, in Revelation, you'll, you'll learn more about that. But the judgment shall sit and they shall take away his dominion uh, to consume and destroy it until the end. And the kingdom and dominions and the greatness of the king under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the most high, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. All domains shall serve and obey him. Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my, my cognition he, he just couldn't, he just couldn't, it was so much, it was so overwhelming at that moment that his continent changed and he pondered the matter in his heart. There are some things that God will show you that you can't share with everybody. You're going to have to keep it to yourself and you're going to have to, and let, let me put it, you don't receive rhema word, you don't receive a dream or vision or anything of that nature without the word of God validating it. And so when the word of God validates what you received, you may not be able to share that with everyone, but it should be the fuel that moves you closer to God. It should be the fire that drives you to be all that God has called you to be. And even with that, Lord, what do you want me to do? Mighty God. Bless your name, Jesus. I, I hope something was said this, this evening. We'll be back and deal with the other part of Daniel's dream within that same seventh chapter. The Lord say the same on, on next uh, the next Bible class. Uh, until then, Father, we pray and ask that you would bless your word, keep us stirred in our heart, that we do not sin against you. Lord God, we hear what your word is saying. We see, we're reading it for ourselves, Lord. And we know and understand that your word is true. We know, Lord God, that you have been patient with us as a people, with our, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, and others, Lord God. And I want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity that you have given each of us to hear your word, to, to live your word, Lord God, that we may hear your voice say, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord, remember those that are sick in their body, those that are present, those that are not present, Lord God, those that are listening now and those that will be listening later. Father, we pray and ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. You know the need of each individual. You know, Lord God, on the job, in the home, in the relationship, the children, Lord God, you know and understand all things, Lord Jesus, even the bad hair day that we experience. Lord God, we thank you right now. We ask these blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Look forward to seeing your service. Be faithful unto God.
Remember, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. God bless you.